We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and hey. welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. This is the first <laughs> victory pod we've had in a while, so I'm a little excited. We're talk, about, talk about a sporting Casey victory, but first, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. Dan, what is going on, my friend? Dude, my 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 pants feel a little heavy with those three points I've been lugging around all week, man. It's been <laughs> feeling feeling good. That's where I store the points. Is that where pants. you keep them? Okay. Next to my plums. Oh, well, you know? you know, you got one of those new pairs of underwear that's got like the specialized pouch. I don't, I don't. That'd be called, uh, <laughs> that, that you want to go to cocksocks.com for that one. Is that, wow. Have, have <laughs> so not been my, to that website. You check it out. So I got, where I got I my swimsuit. I don't think I'm going to check out that it's website. Pretty nice. Pretty good swimsuit. <laughs> We're going to be sponsored by them soon. I'll tell you what. It's, it would be on brand. It would be. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, no, dude. It, thanks. Yeah. Things are good, dude. We coming off that victory, and and oh my gosh, we got a game tonight. Oh man, uh, just just single game week, you know. But yeah. uh, I'm excited, man. We what, what's on the agenda here? A little USA recap, maybe a little sporting recap, and uh, got some questions. Yeah, we got sporting recap. We'll talk about the game. Talk about it, its victory. A couple early goals. You know, all is well and good in Sporting KC land. Yeah. But I, I, I've, a little birdie has told me you might have some thoughts on the win that maybe it's not all you know roses and flowers. Yeah, so. birds, baby, birds. I, I, I'm telling you all about <laughs> it. It's I, I got some thoughts on it. But I'm so this a podcast needs a villain, okay? Second, I got to, I got to be the villain. <laughs> You're going full heel. Well, you can't be the villain. You <laughs> listen to the way you talk every week and how you present yourself. You are a professional man. You cannot be the villain. It probably happen. wouldn't wouldn't come off as as I would in, intend, and no, then dude. it would just sound stupid. I don't know if you've ever put down a person in your entire life. Uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, thrown fights. Uh, I know you've hit people with tubas. I know you've done I, that. I did threaten to hit somebody with a tuba in marching <laughs> band. That is true. It was, it was a, a threat that did not come to fruition, but I know that you could do it. I could. And that's that's threatening enough. It was a, it was an Oregon Ducks fan and they were drunk and it was Halloween and they were trying to come at me. And so, you know, yeah. it almost happened. It didn't, but I thought about it. I was prepared. Quack, 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 so quack, quack. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's it's been uh it's been a long week uh since sporting Casey's victory. Uh, but, you know, a lot has happened in, in the MLS world. We got Chiefs football back, so that's exciting, too. So, Bro, you want to – I'm excited about football being back, by the way. I'm super – I'm more excited now than I was Saturday. USC um, got fucking destroyed, and we then got, we fired our coach. So now we, I'm happy. <laughs> Jimmy dropped an F-bomb, folks, and that is because USC was bad. Yes. And that's, that's when Jimmy gets serious, and he cursifies things. <laughs> it makes me mad. <laughs> it's so bad. Dude, do you, do you get into fantasy football at all? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, this is the first year I have not been into fantasy football. Okay, I just didn't get on a team on a league, and I'm just kind of like, I'm feeling somewhat relieved in that yeah. sense, but also kind of having a little FOMO. Like I'm like, ah, I've always done it. You know, it's just yeah. been a thing that I do every year. So, uh, but hey, fantasy football season is upon us, man, and it's time you put the PP back in PPR league. The PP, all right, with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. All right, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming just launched a new performance package 4.0. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Oh, All right, want to talk about him? 
and how he's younger than Tom Brady, but he looks like he's 10 years older. (laughs) (laughs) So join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD. This will help you tame that Troy Palamalu in your pants. Good Lord. If someone's got a Troy Palamalu in the pants, they need to go back to the seventies where they're from because that is a bushy situation. All right. Hey, uh, if you groom, if you groom below the waist, the performance package 4.0 is an essential purchase and good news for our international listeners. I know we have some, some Canadians, their life-changing products are now available in Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Folks, if you've yet to go out there and get the performance package 4.0, do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code NOOTHERPOD at manscaped.com. Did you know if you do a softer voice, people listen? Is people that how listen works? for intensity. That's me cutting a promo because I'm the heel. <laughs> if your significant other is nagging you about how much time you put into your fantasy team, you might as well gift them some beautiful balls with Manscaped. Oh, uh, thank you. So no fantasy football for you this year. No, it's upsetting. I, uh, I, I'm kind of regretting it, but also like the league I was in, we only put in like $20. So I'm like, what's mm. the, you know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit kind of thing. That wasn't even a lot of money. Yeah. I, uh, big money bags over here. I, <laughs> no, I am in an auction league for the first time this year. Have you ever Whoa, done an auction do you need league? me to come in? <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> I had never done an auction league before. And let me tell you, it is stressful. That sounds stressful. Do you know how it works? It's like you get a, uh, like our budget for our team. We, we each have $200 and, and there's 13 spots, including the bench. And so you have $200 to fill out your 13 spots. And so instead of drafting somebody in the order, you nominate a player. So it's like, okay, I nominate Christian McCaffrey. And then people take turns bidding on it until basically you're done bidding. And wow, this is like eBay for nerds. It's intent. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey was the first overall person who was auctioned off in our draft. I remember I said $200 Sounds per team. Like it should have been Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. $200 per team to fill out 13 spots. Christian McCaffrey went for $84. Wow. So like you, you are spending all like half your budget almost in the first round. Then you got to figure out how to stretch your budget to fill out the rest of your, it's really interesting. It is interesting. Well, I, it's tough. You know, I know you're a Packers fan, so you're mad. Oh. Uh, you're a USC fan, so you're mad, oh. but uh, being Chiefs fans, we're not too mad. We're, we're shocked. Kind of, kind of shocked. Uh, we don't like we don't like Kareem Hunt scoring on us because he yeah. kicks women. Yeah, um, it's not great. Don't do that. You know, don't like. I, I don't. Are we still? We're still mad at him, right? Like that doesn't Should just be. get forgiven, right? Right, right. But yeah. also, everyone's like, "Well, Tyreek Hill, uh, he he had an issue too, right?" And it's like, "Well, yes, also but not also great. not proven." Like this, there was video evidence for God's sakes, right? Yeah, the, it's a GIF you can search for on Twitter. It's, it's real tough because it's really hard if you're going to be the moral police for sports for other people's teams which i'm not saying you shouldn't be there are things you should stand up for just know that eventually it will come back to bite you in the ass for your own team yeah no 100 so are you saying did i did i say something no i'm no no i'm just saying that like because i was the first one to be like kareem hunt should be gone and then the tyreek thing comes and i'm like ah that's you know then i'm like well if i want to be consistent truly i probably should be like well then tyreek should be gone but then you know yeah he gets 200 yards a game. <laughs> oh, so. Well, you know, it's not right. I mean, you, you assume there's an investigation I mean, and stuff like that, but like you're a, t- you're a United fan and they got Ronaldo and uh, right. And there's, you know, allegations there. So yeah, whatever they lose to young boys. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the name of the team, dude. I know. Give and some young boys. It's uh, yeah. U S men's national boys. team player. Uh, are these boys young enough to talk to Drake? Uh, I, if the that is, are we, that is, we don't like Drake, right? Cause I he talks to teenagers. Is that a thing that happened? I don't that, know anything no about, about this. Drake. We're supposed to cancel Drake oh, because he know. like texts with teenage girls. Hmm. Someone is guys go Google this. If you think I'm freaking nuts, <laughs> go Google this. And you'll be like, why did I stream his album on Spotify? Yeah. Don't really well, understand it because it's just an album cover of a bunch of pregnant women. It is. It is interesting. Talk um, Speaking of young boys and Man United, it was uh, U.S. men's national team striker Jordan Pifok who scored the late well, game winner for God young boys. You. So uh, <laughs> a little U.S. men's national team tie in there. That is kind of neat. So, but, you know, it's it's a victory pod. We haven't had a victory pod to talk about uh, with SKC in a long time. So Not a home one, that's for sure. 
Let's get back to this game against the Chicago Fire this past weekend at Children's Mercy Park. And we knew going into this game that the Chicago Fire are not a good soccer team. But also they were showing flashes of decentness. They won their first game in like two years, like not yeah. that long ahead of time. First road game, excuse me, uh, right. in two years, not that long ahead of time. And, and you know, this was um, – this was going to be an interesting game because, you know, there was no uh, Roger Espinoza because of, of red card suspension. Yeah. Um, Jose Mari was, was coming in and, and he was playing the six uh, uh, Remy Voltaire got the name, right? There you go. There was, it is. Uh, was back at the number eight and Gotti Kinda's in there. So this was, this was a, a lineup that we hadn't seen yet because we hadn't really seen this midfield together. So yeah, it was a, uh... You know, it was the lineup you expected. Cool to mm-hmm. see Shallowy and, and uh, Kinda back in there so fast. Yeah. You know, yeah. very They cool. were on international duty and they're just like, oh, we'll just fly millions of hours across the uh, Atlantic Ocean and just play again. So, Literally millions. How, say what? Literally millions of hours. That's how far, how long it took them. Is to that what there. I said? Yeah. I said millions of hours? <laughs> yeah. I've never flown across. I've never flown out Who of the knows? country. It could. So I, I just assume it's a Bermuda Triangle situation. It feels like every, millions of hours. I've only ever driven to Mexico. Okay, that's my extent <laughs> of international travel. It's. I mean, this is an interesting. I mean, your boy Bobby Shuttleworth was in goal for Chicago. Yeah, I got a fun, got a fun photo of him. We got to post that photo. You've seen that photo? Oh Can yeah. I post the- the, yeah. the photo of him with, with Minnesota and, with and the mask. mask on. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should probably post that as this week's uh, episode drop. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. It's I'll just send that to you. It's so interesting because the fire came out in a three-one-four-two formation. Is that like, what it was? Jesus, that's what MLSsoccer.com at least qualifies it as. And I, it's not often you see a three. Excuse me, a three-one-four-two. So three at the back, one sort of defensive midfielder, and then four more forward midfielders and then two forward. I don't know. It's wild. Maybe there's a reason that they don't win on the road except for every two years. Well, that's so. different, <laughs> but this game um, started off very quickly for sporting KC. You know, we've, we, the narrative at home for sporting KC this year has been do not fall behind early because that's all they seem to do is they concede the first goal and then they have to fight their way back in. That's right. And, uh, and, and, I think maybe they were a little tired of that narrative. We'll see. But it took all of about three and a half minutes, and it was coming off of a, a throw-in for Sporting KC down at the um, at the cauldron end, uh, deep in Chicago territory. And, uh, you know, it, it maybe isn't the cleanest of all goals, but Jose Mori, speaking of the newcomer, ends up with the ball sort of outside the penalty box. For whatever reason, I can't really explain. He decides to have a go at it from, like, 20 25 yards out and yeah from certain angles there's like four or five different chicago fire defenders between him and the goal should have never got through really it shouldn't have got through and it should have been a very very easy save for bobby shuttleworth why is that because he kicked it right at him it like i have watched this goal so many times trying to be like did it knuckle was it too hard did it bounce weird None of the above happened. No. It literally goes right through Bobby Shuttleworth's legs. His gloves just had like Vaseline all over them. I don't really understand. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's like it, it when it was saved, I was just like, okay, that that kick should be saved. And then like before I could even finish my thought, it was in the back of the net and the crowd's going nuts. And I'm like, what just happened? And I was a little you you take it, right? You mm-hmm. take the goal. But at, I was like, okay, I don't want to win like this. Like, because <laughs> people will just talk shit. People will be like, oh, okay, they won off a shitty goalkeeping error, right? Right. So I wasn't ready to, to accept that. But how about seconds later or whatever it was? I can accept that. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes later, and, and this goal, ultimately, ultimately, it's Johnny Russell who puts it in the back of the net. But, but this goal really starts. Uh, and, and is possible because of Daniel Shallowy. Yeah. He's the one deep in sporting KC territory who uh, steals the ball from Chicago, a poor touch from, from the fire, um, does a gorgeous little give and go with Alan Polito, um, and, and then just simply uses a beautiful first touch and his pace to basically outrun the Chicago defenders. 
Um, and then he sends it across the face of goal, almost scores himself. Shuttleworth has to dive, gets his left hand to it, deflects it, can't wrap it in. And then there's Johnny Russell just trailing with the easiest tap in of his life to put Sporting KC up 2-0 at the five minute and 41 second mark. Well, he said he was in a Johnny said he was in a foot race with uh, Polito to get to mm-hmm. that ball. I, I assume they compete in situations like that. You know, like that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. But kudos to Daniel for getting on that 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 side and uh, taking that shot because the rest of the game, uh, Daniel couldn't get around that right back. Like right. that guy had his number, and I think there was a moment where I was like, dude, him and Johnny are bound to just switch sides for a while. It's gonna happen because he's not getting anything done. Yeah. And boom, they, they did switch sides eventually. They usually um, do that a couple times throughout the game. Sometimes it's not a necessity. Right. But this felt necessity. And also, you, you need another goal. Two nil never feels right, you know, going into this. But being up early like this, you could really tell it allowed the, the, the team to play more tactically and pass around and try some things. So yeah. while it kind of seemed boring with no more goals for 85 minutes of the game, it, it, they got to try some things and have a practice, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, when it goes to zero in the sixth minute, you sit there thinking like, Oh, is this game going to end four or five zero or, or four wonder. or five one? Like it's one of those. And, and it's happened before sporting Casey have done it against Vancouver in particular six zero. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you, you look at the stats and 61% to 39% possession for sporting KC. Um, 16 shots on goal, or excuse me, 16 shots to 13, six on goal to three. So uh, they, they certainly had the better uh, game of the two teams. Um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Um, the, the thing that's a, a little weird about a game like this is if you look at the XG, uh, Sporting KC are basically right in line with what their expected goals were, uh, 1.9. Chicago's expected goals were 1.2, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, Sporting... Uh, they they were the better side. The the XG says they should have won, but but Chicago kind of underperformed, and um, you know Tim Melia had a few saves, and and you know that's sort of how it goes sometimes. Um, I would say SKC got a little lucky with that first goal. It's not probably sustainable to take shots from twenty five yards out and have them go right through the keeper's legs. Yeah, but I mean you know, he'll his first goal at home debut you know it's it's yeah pretty cool that's it I, I guess that's what i wanted to ask you about it is like okay so is it the world's best goal no but especially after you know jose mari's debut um sure it was, it was on short notice he, he played okay didn't play great to, to come out in your first home game and um four minutes in, put the ball in the back of the net, even if it's due to a keeper error, that has to build confidence in a player, right? Like there's no way that it doesn't end yeah, up absolutely. making Jose Mori feel like, okay, well now I, I've made my mark on the team and, and I can sort of settle in. Yeah, it. Uh, I would think he he feels a little more comfortable for sure. But I also think that, you know, this game as a whole – we're supposed to win this game, right? Yes. Like that's that's where I'm playing a little devil's advocate there. I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, you you bitch at us when we don't win, but then you bitch at us when we do win. And it's like, no, I mean, I, I I'm bitching at you when when we like when we don't win against the teams we're supposed to win against, right? right. So this this should have been a win. Now this coming Wednesday, holy cow, let's we got a big test coming at us here. So yeah. But this this game should have ended this way, and uh, I'm glad it did. It's a little little monkey off the off the back with with playing at home, you know. Yeah, the the one thing I, I really like about this second goal outside of uh, Daniel Shallowy's effort is, and this feels partly you know, it, it's coordinated on on the parts of Pulido and Johnny Russell, but also this is just Sporting KC kind of exposing and taking advantage of that weird three one four two formation. If you look at uh, the the replay on MLSsoccer.com, there's sort of a a, a, a sideline angle closer toward the goal that, that Daniel Shallow scores in where you see a little bit more of the field. And you can see on the entire far half of the field that Johnny Russell's on, there's one defender. And that one defender is trying to split space between Alan Polito and Johnny Russell for the entire half of the field where he's trying to be like, 
this ball could end up at either one of these players. I don't know which one. So I kind of just have to run down the middle between the two of them. And, and he's not really marking either. So then um, when Polito kind of starts drifting over to the side, that defender moves a little bit more toward Polito. And then it just leaves Johnny wide open for the tap in. So, um, well, and this game could have ended differently, but also maybe differently in our favor because uh, Polito hit the post once they hit the crossbar twice. It, uh, it could have, they could have put a couple away and made this a very interesting game. Yeah. And if you look at what Peter said after, you know, this, the, he was asked about Jose Mori's performance and, and he even says, he goes, I know that it was kind of a routine deal, but people make mistakes. And if you don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah. So yeah. I, think I mean, it's fair. he's not saying it was a galazzo by any means, but he, he knows like things mm-hmm. happen and it's, you know, you can't say it's happened to us because our goalkeeper isn't bad. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things that's almost buried in that uh, statement that he goes on to say is Peter says that was a big part of today's theme, getting the first goal and getting the first goal early. Exactly. And I will tell you this. This is why my wife has a heart of gold, because she said, I feel bad for the shuttle worthless chance from the cauldron (laughs) because he's probably been called that his entire life, you know, and I, I've had names that I was called when I was a kid. I mean, uh, Coozer Loser. Could you be more original? Oh, wow. I mean, okay, cool. It rhymes. Good for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I literally had, you know, you know how Dan the Man is a thing? Huh. I literally had a dude call me uh, Dan the Woman before. And then he just shortened it to woman. And so I finally said, why don't you meet me out on recess? I'll show you who the fuck the woman is. I was going to apparently beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> was well, not, it was not good. And he probably shouldn't be using woman as an insult either because well, I mean, this is fourth grade. I mean, it, uh, everything's on the table back then. <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what were your names? Do you get called any bad names? Uh, that's a good question. I'm Mac sitting attack? here. Trying, uh, I mean, the biggest, uh, it wasn't a, a bad actually. name, but well, that's the thing. I had nicknames. Mac attack. Big Mac was one that I got called a lot. So I was always bigger than a lot of the other kids. Cause I was I always eating people's sandwiches. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of, I was just like, kind of like the quiet, awkward, kid i didn't ah. i didn't get like verbally bullied a lot None of that, um, huh? i did <laughs> the most embarrassing thing that happened to me is you know i was in uh, early high school i was a, a much much bigger dude than i am now and uh, i was sitting on a chair i laugh about it now but it sucked at the time i was sitting on the chair in the cafeteria area and it just literally broke underneath me oh my and, and yeah it was uh quite a lot of people started laughing now to the credit of a couple of the people who I didn't actually think were great friends of mine, they were like some of that basketball player athletes or whatnot. And I you know, thought they were probably too cool. They actually kind of stood up for me and I was like, that's cool. Didn't You're expect like, yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, basketball friends, but that wasn't fun. If you guys ever need me. <laughs> I'll be there with my tuba ready to rock. Right. Exactly. So that's the crowd <laughs> I rolled with was, a, was the basketball oh, team, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Okay. So. See, I was a little, I was a little dweeby kid, man, but now I'm all like jacked and sexy and stuff. So like that stuff's <laughs> not happening today. Exactly. Yeah. I don't felt, I don't feel like I felt I fit in with any of the like typical, I wasn't a jock. I wasn't a theater kid. Yeah. I wasn't like a nerd. I wasn't, you know, wasn't a skater kid. Like, I don't know. I just kind of floated from group to group. Boy. All right. So Very cool. I'm glad we had this trip down memory lane. <laughs> I'm going to go cry from all the bullying I went right. through, but I uh, will go call my therapist now we'll, and yep. we'll see you next week. Um, we'll, we'll unzip that with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Dr. Dennis next week. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's, it was, you know, it was good to get a win at home and it it's, uh, it's been a little bit since we've had a successful dominant win at home. And, um, it has. I don't know. I hope what they it, keep that rolling, dude. They got to have a little motivation going into this week's game. Yeah. No, this is this is going to be a big game, and we're certainly going to um, be tested by Minnesota because you oh, know they're they, be pissed. Yeah, they um, they're coming off of a loss to San Jose, or not San Jose, Seattle. Seattle. Wow. And Shallowy spoke me, on Seattle. that <laughs> yesterday in the press conference. He's like, Minnesota's going to come here hot. One yeah. because of what happened in Seattle, and two what happened when we played them in Minnesota and they yeah. couldn't get it done against a 10 man SKC for 70 minutes. Yeah. Cause that was the Remy Voltaire red card. That was a little bit controversial that sure. people yelled at me about. And uh, <laughs> you know, that was, that was the Not game bitter. that, that hopefully for me puts the nicest rivalry in sports moniker to bed. Like, yeah, we need to be done it's, now. They sporting- asked Peter about that too. And he didn't acknowledge it. He just goes, 
I thought it was a really great game actually. And I'm like, that's not what he's asking you, Peter. He's right. asking you to acknowledge the nicest rivalry and you won't do it. Give us something, Peter. Come on. No, but I mean, Sporting KC themselves kind of poked fun at it a little bit in, in their like five things to know article. They, they yeah. kind of were like uh, the nicest rivalry in sports. And then they kind of were like, you know, the friendly monikers not always matched what has transpired on the field. No, nope. um, you know, that was, that was definitely a chippy game. And I'm curious to see if that sort of rolls over at all into, oh. into this one. I would all but assure that it does. Like I'm, I'm fully expecting to see a hot and heavy game on Wednesday night. Like you might see some cards or you might just see some people being able to hurt each other. Like it <laughs> depends what kind of refereeing we have. We've had them all. Yeah. But I mean, like Peter said, we're not completely healthy, dude. He says, we got a lot of questionable guys right now. We're, we're not healthy. And, and if you look at the, uh, he wouldn't name names. Well, if you look at the injury report for the game coming up, you got um, that already. Yeah, I, yeah, Patrick deleted <laughs> Sporting KC's uh communications guy, Patrick yes. uh, Bergabo. He sends out Bergabo! Uh, uh, the day before the game, he sends out sort of the, the game notes, if you will. And and there's a, a the day before, well, I guess this was as of Monday, September 13th. So this is two days before uh the player availability report. And there's only three people on the injury slash availability report. Oh, okay. We have so. Alan Polito, who's listed as questionable well, with a Peter knee injury. Peter said that was just a knock. Peter, Peter said yeah. it was a knock. And then uh, Jalen Lindsay is out with a hamstring. And uh, Felipe Hernandez Felipe. still out with personal reasons. Okay. So you think he's you think he's doing a little bait and switch in that uh, interview today? I don't know. I mean. They, being Tuesday, but he, uh, <laughs> the way he said it, he was just like, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to name any names. And it's like, why are you trying to make some, why are you trying to be sneaky? Well, but I mean, the interesting thing is, too, is he also said that Jose Mari is not fully fit, which is uh, to be expected. But after the game, the the um, uh, Chicago game, he was asked about Chicago playing in the holding midfield role. Um, but he says that Mari doesn't have the fitness for the eight. He just doesn't have it. And he's probably oh, more of a six that he's six slash eight than an eight slash six. And then he goes in Remy's par- probably more of an eight slash six than the other way around. So See? I never heard it put like this when he said, when he initially said he was a six, eight, I like, I was like, he just say he's six foot eight. What the frick? Like, is he not a goalkeeper? A literal giant <laughs> on the field. What is happening? <laughs> he should not be playing soccer. <laughs> yeah, no, he says he's probably more of a six, eight than an eight, six. And Remy is probably more an eight, six on the other way around. So I'm about, I'm six, two, <laughs> not a two, six. It's interesting because that kind of gives you a little bit of insight as to how they might handle the midfield rotation going forward. Um, we'll probably have, especially while Felipe's out, a rotation of some combination of Remy and Roger at the eight. And then I want that, that. I want violence in this game. I want there <laughs> to be bad blood, dude. There's issues here, you know? Yeah. And, and so now we got to play him again later. This is the two, second of third game. Right, right. So we'll have Remy or Roger probably at the eight, which probably means that it'll either be Jose Mari or Ilie at the six because EC is no longer on the injury report. So EC can play back at center back next to Fontes. Yeah. So you think, you think that happens? I think, I, I think, I don't know what happens specifically for the, you don't I think Gotti is in the midfield. Well, Gotti will be the 10. And then so, Roger so Gotti will be the Walter. 10 and then it'll be, Walter. see, I think, it could be that Walter Voltaire drops back to the six again, but sorry, I think it's not fancy. I think Can't going forward, Gotti's going to have the 10 locked up. The eight on any given night is going to be some combination of Remy or Roger. And then the six on any given night is going to be some combination of Mari or Ilya. Especially like, I think it'll just give more depth because I don't mm. think, I don't know that he wants to keep Ilya at center back permanently, even though he does well there. It just limits your midfield depth, especially while Felipe Hernandez is out. Yeah. EC's a beast back there, man. If he can stay healthy, but Ilya has done a great job. He has. And I just kind of, uh, dude, this, this is kind of making the starting lineup a little exciting tonight. Like Mm -hmm. don't really know what to expect, especially if Polito's not ready to go, then you probably got Kyrie Shelton up there with Daniel and Johnny flanking him. And it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little thrill in my body. Like I've never been excited for a starting <laughs> 11. Like that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, and, and people shouldn't be 
you know, concerned if Jose Mari uh, drops to the bench for this upcoming game. Yeah, that's not, uh, that's not big. Because, you know, even Tim, he was asked about uh, Jose Mari after the game, and he goes, from what I understand, he had a very long period of time without playing, and we literally just threw him into a game. So I think he needs months to yeah. get acclimated. I think even as a foreign player coming over here, it takes six months to get acclimated to the league. See, so. I'll, I'll tell you, man, it's just like any job. Like, let me tell you this. I changed positions in my work, and I was kind of just thrown into it, and I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. It just felt really, uh, really weird. And I can just imagine it's the same way when it comes with fitness and, you know, probably not being able to go as hard and as long as you want to. Right. Um, My job's a very demanding job. I (laughs) compare it to soccer. (laughs) Kind of a big deal. (laughs) Got a big deal. Do a lot of sitting. Yeah. I'll do a stretch every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, (laughs) it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's nice to have a little bit more depth in the midfield now with a player like Jose Mari, because for so long, especially with Buzio gone, um, who, yeah. by the way, first uh, first victory for Venezia. With yeah, Buzio. he got like a secondary assist on their goal. Mm-hmm. So That's he's, he's cool. doing pretty well over there. Um, it's just nice to have a little bit more depth. They're better than Juventus. <laughs> I've tried a couple times now to buy. I, I really like their third shirt. I really like their secondary yeah. shirt. Their first shirt's fine too, but I actually like, this my third out of third shirts for them. I've tried to buy any of them and they're all sold out. Well, how do you know how it fits though, man? That European cut, dude, it might come um, and your boobies will be popping. I'm buying two XL and you're, not hesitating. You're going to buy two XL shirts. That's, you only need one. No, I mean, um, the size that I'm purchasing, extra, extra large. I know, I'm being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, um, a Roma extra, extra large shirt from like 2011 or something like that. That like, it's like spandex on me. And I'm like, this is a two XL. A two XL is tiny on it's you? It's tight. See, that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I have Premier League jerseys and like Bundesliga jerseys. Premier League and Bundesliga are different. Though. I'm telling okay. you, like these, these Serie A shirts, like unless a, it's like a okay, Nike. hold on. Because you have I a Juventus. Have a PSG, I have a PSG one and it's pretty. Uh, Is it tight? Pretty snug, dude. I'm yeah. like, look at Jacked in this Michael Jordan branded jersey. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, especially the, the issue is. You know, if, if it's a Nike or an Adidas club, it's one thing because Nike and Adidas have more standard shirt sizes. But when you have Nike's a tiny though, man, Nike can't, especially they're authentic. They can be very yeah. tiny. But when you have some of the smaller uh, shirt manufacturers like Hummel, it's a lot that... harder to figure out. No, uh, who What's makes Vanessa the... you have? It's like the two, the two ladies it's, sitting yeah. back to back. What is that? I'm just, I don't remember. I'm putting it's, me on the spot now. It's a sexy now. logo is what it is. It's, um. Uh, but who, who makes this shirt? How do you even type it? Like, what do you, what do you search for? Sex ladies back to back logo. Kappa. K-A-P-P-A. I just typed Venezia Jersey brand. Never heard of it. Yeah. No, I mean, I've heard of them. I'm guessing it's probably small. All right. If you get that double XL, you pop, you, you know, blast it to the, to the world and let us know what we should be getting. Well, they're all sold out right now. And it's not like you'll make it happen. If you go to the Venezia club store, it's not like apparently in the u.s where you can still order it and they know more are coming it's just says sold out well then go to a game jimmy what are you waiting for go to venice you're a world traveler (laughs) get up there i would love to go to italy that would be amazing man there are some i've been looking at some vacation packages to get over there but you know the world might end so who knows the the world might i mean it's um yeah i don't know it's i've been watching the last man on hulu where like everyone with a y chromosome has died oh yeah pretty wild yeah everything is just sold out like the, man this third shirt's so good it's got light blue and orange black and green ah all right stop one day getting turned on <laughs> too much <laughs> bring it back uh so anyway sporting kc versus minnesota um yeah they're coming off that loss you know 1-0 to seattle uh jao paulo was the one who scored against them so I don't know. I think sporting kc get the victory here i think they need to make up for the zero zero draw that they had previously so I think so. I am so worried about this, dude. And I like, am I, do I need to be worried about it? It just feels, and it's midweek. I don't know. It feels worrisome. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think they're going to try to keep the trend of scoring early because um, if you go. control that? Well, I mean, you can try. You can, well, I mean, their goalkeeper is not going to do what Mr. Bobby did. Yeah. Okay. But if you look at, so American Soccer Analysis, they put out a chart on Twitter where 
it's tracking the time of any given team's median goal. Basically, you know, median is a little different than average. I'm not going to get into the math of it, but basically it's tracking like, do teams tend to score early in games or do teams tend to score later in games? And this is even taking into account the fourth and six minute goal that Sporting KC just had. I retweeted this on Tuesday from my account. So you can go find it from at JCMax03. Sporting KC, there are only five teams in M. No not even four teams in major league soccer this year that tend to score their first goal later in the game than sporting KC SKC. Their median goal is in the 57th minute of the game. So we tend to score in the last half hour or so. Uh, Interestingly enough, you want to know one of the four teams who tends to score later than sporting KC, Minnesota, Minnesota United, their median goal is in the 58th minute. Okay. So So this could be a, a second half goal fest. Could be. Huh. So we'll see. But yeah, it's, that's uh, a good, there's a good plot point for you guys to pay attention to. A couple of cool. second half teams. So look at you, man. We, who says we don't have analytics up in this bitch? <laughs> we do, we do analysis all over the place. We're crazy. Try to get a little bit in here and there. So hell yeah. Jimmy Lytics back at it. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm going to say Sporting KC gets the victory. I'm not even that confident <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. I don't, I mean, when Peter was on that, press conference today like he was like he just didn't feel like he had all his people man and i'm like are you lying to me yeah like i mean did you lie to sean goodwin sean call his bluff sean (laughs) sean what are you doing um don't accept that stuff and and for god's sakes don't ask any more substitution questions (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna get answers no but we did did you hear sorry did you hear what peter said uh post game last time He's like, well, I know you're not going to ask me about subs because I used two tonight. (laughs) I missed that. I was not able to be at the game on Saturday. I'm going to be there tonight. Uh, Oh, nice. Just right away, he hit that, and it was like, oh, my God. This is a running gag now. Oh, man. Uh, We did get a couple of questions that I I want to touch on. Um, uh, One from – it's B Schwartz now on Twitter says it's more of a statement than a question, I guess, but Polito seems to be hurt a lot. Does that concern you all as we get closer to the playoffs? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like he's been hurt at the end of the year and that's, that's what he, that's what happened last year. Right. And uh, we, we got him last year, didn't we? Like, I don't know where uh, time goes. Yeah. yeah last year was came- his first year early 2020 yeah. right it feels like it was like seven years ago at this point because of all the shit that's happened in the last year and a half pretty wild but they uh i don't know i mean he's just strike he can get hurt because he does a little more than just the average striker okay yeah. he's not wandalowski just hanging out he's he's trying to do a lot so i he's- mean that can take a toll he drops back into the midfield he's a yeah. pretty physical player he gets beat to hell by defenders I'd be interested to know how many miles he covers per game. Like I, I yeah. used to like track myself, how many miles I'd run in a game. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, man. Cause it's, it's a lot of ground that you end yeah. up covering. So I make I'd be interested to know uh, professionals. I think they at least run a good 10 K. They track it. Yeah. I remember hearing at one point that I think don't quote me on this, but I think on the average MLS player runs like just over a 10 K per game is kind yeah. of what I remember hearing. Uh, Cause they do track it with their, uh, you know, monitors and whatnot, yeah. but Those I don't think they're expensive by the way. Yeah. They don't always make that public because you'll start being able to discern strategy based on okay. which teams are running more. So it's, they're See, all estimates. But. I got a targeted ad asking me if I wanted to buy one of those man bra uh, fitness tracker things. And I was like, what the, what do these even cost? And I was like, Oh God. Cause they no, know, you, I don't want that. They know you got those leg compression things now. So they're, they know. Yeah. Attracting. Those things are fantastic. But they're like, this guy's <laughs> got money. No, not anymore. <laughs> Spend it all on my legs. <laughs> Spend it on Disney world trip, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Polito, I, I obviously don't want your starting striker or your $9 million player to be hurt a lot, but you know, he does, he just gets beats to, beat to hell by opposing center backs and midfielders and whatnot. So um, it's I wouldn't for, say I'm concerned. I mean, we seem no. to be taking care of him. I'm, I'm always yeah. concerned if he goes off to the Mexican national team and gets hurt. That's like, what's that more sucks. concerning to me is how, how Mexico will use him, especially as you come up to uh, more World Cup qualifying windows in October and November. Right. So. God forbid he needs a surgery 
You know how much illegal surgery goes down in Tijuana? <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, so that, thank you for that question. And then uh, Connor Bateman says, uh, "Does we kind of talked about this a little bit, but does Jose Mari start again in the six or does Espinoza come back and Voltaire moves to the six? Uh, he says that also it sucks that Polito being is questionable tomorrow. The knot could have been prevented if Peter Vermees made an earlier substitution. Makes no sense why he's still out there in the 85th minute up to zero. Uh, and that knock did happen at the very end like that, didn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. Like he probably yeah. shouldn't have been out there in the 85th minute up to zero. Like probably what pull him in the 80th, 75th. Get Wilson Harris some minutes. Like, I, I mean, or, or Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie came in for him, but like, this is uh this is crazy. And I, I didn't even think about that too. That's a great point. But yeah. I think that uh, Roger has to be on the field. You've got to have your enforcer for this game. And he brings intensity like no one else does. I think Roger will definitely be on the field as the eight. Um, I, I expect Jose Mori to be on the bench just to, to get him. He's still working his way up to fitness. And we've heard that a couple times now. Um, we could be surprised. I mean, some, maybe, yeah. maybe Roger has a knock. We don't, we don't really know. But I think it'll be uh, Voltaire probably at the six or Ilya. Yeah. But, you know, if, if, if EC is starting uh, yeah. at center back, it could be Ilya at the six. Yeah, true. So, um, it was actually Cam Duke who came in for Alan Polito weirdly because if oh because Kyrie had come in for Jose Mari, it was weird. Kyrie was playing in the midfield yes. for like seven minutes. It was weird. I was like, are we going like four strikers right now? Right. Like for a third goal? This is crazy. Yeah, and then he pulled uh, Polito for Cam Duke, and it kind of that's right all leveled out and switched it up. Yep. So, well, cool. Um, the other big news outside of the game, I guess it's not really big news, but did you hear? Uh, Peter Vermees uh, was uh, on uh, the radio, I believe it was, uh, with uh, Soren Petro on 810 WHB. Yeah. Kind of went into a little bit of detail about what they might use this uh, Gianluca Buzio transfer money for. Did you hear any yeah. of this? I did. I did. It's kind of interesting. There's a couple couple things here that are of note that I want to get your thoughts on. So um, the first is he kind of made clear that the ownership has told him that he can use the funds however he sees fit. They're not just going to pocket the funds. He can use it for club operations, for players, whatever he wants to do. Team meals, right. Which right. is cool. <laughs> Team meals. Um, haircuts, you know. Yeah. Because they do have the barber stand in they over do at have the, the barber the stand. Trainers, training center. That sounds uh, freaking sweet, dude. If my job had that <laughs> and like the barber came in once a week, I, I, that'd just be awesome. Just get a fresh cut. Hell yeah. Uh, so it's interesting because he said, we definitely have some ideas of what we want to do and how we want to do it. But this is interesting. He went into this, you know, pretty quickly. We also have our secondary team where we could invest some money there in some younger players, 18 or 19, and give them a couple years with the second team. As they cut their teeth there, then they can make the jump to the first team. Now we already have those players in our system and they've already kind of learned culturally and model of play and all those things. That's interesting not what I would have expected to hear in terms of how are you going to use the potentially 11 million plus dollars from your biggest transfer in your club's history. Is that just because there's no initial needs right now or like, I mean, it's possible. He does say we've been looking at different options for the winter window. Uh, but what we didn't want to do all of a sudden is see this money and feel like we have to rush to spend it. We want to do it in a responsible way, but this is kind of interesting too, as he says, from our player personnel department to our scouting department, we have what we call a shadow team. That's basically our system where we play the 4-3-3. We have a bunch of players in each position worldwide, and we have them for the first team. That would be players over 22. And then we have younger players. And he goes on to basically say then we have a second team and whatnot. So he sounds like they have basically built out a list of targets that fit in a 4-3-3 across the world that at any given time they're scouting. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, he says in regards to, you know, what we need uh, next year, um, some of the, the targets are very specific. Um, do we have names? Absolutely. Have we been embarking on trying to move these along? For sure. Uh, we have to be ahead of the window as opposed to just working in that window. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, he seems like there might be some moves in this winter window to come. He doesn't, he kind of gives examples of positions. He says central defender or left wing or a number 10. Now, I don't know that that means those are the positions he's really looking at or if that just were example positions, but I mean, I don't know. It was kind of interesting. 
those positions aren't i don't know not a bad idea i mean i'd I'd take another left wing and it has nothing to do with daniel it's just no having some more depth sure um Uh, i will say i was really hoping to see daniel get an assist or a goal this last game just coming back from national team duty and just picking up where he left off you know yeah but it uh you know no dice so i'm hoping maybe i'm hoping to get something back going on wednesday man because he's still very much in that mvp talk it's true it's true he can he can get up there so we'll see you know it it, it would take quite a bit i would guess for a player of daniel shallowy's caliber to actually win the mvp over the likes of some of the other big name players in mls why but though all you have to do is put up the numbers you keep bias. doing assists and goals then no i mean it's not fair you don't get to be biased if that happens then we burn the thing down <laughs> then we march on don's office i mean why not what, have your you pitchforks you ever made a molotov cocktail <laughs> well let's not threaten that i've seen it in movies all you do is take a bottle <laughs> of some kind of liquid and you put like a cloth in it and you light that bitch uh, yeah it's probably more complicated than that in reality i, think, I would guess i think you use bacardi 151 because yep. it's like i heard it in a song and it's like flammable <laughs> <laughs> well it's alcohol <laughs> so um yeah we'll we'll see what happens but it just it was interesting to hear peter be more candid about how they go about these transfer moves and their thought yeah. process. I've never heard him mention a shadow team before. No, he's always pretty candid with Soren too, man. They sound like pretty good buds. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. You know, and even when well, Soren pops in on like press conferences, I think Peter will be like, Soren, how are you, buddy? And I'm like, yo, you guys friends? Like, can we be friends? <laughs> I don't think Soren probably has had Peter invite him to barbecue like Ilya invited us that's true why has that not happened why haven't you you're there you're at the games why aren't you why aren't you following up yeah that's true maybe i'll have to Ilya. when are we going to barbecue and, and yeah, the next dude. time he comes into uh, the press conference uh Ilya, jimmy mac no other pod here you may remember me we talked about the titanic when you were on uh, our podcast it's your favorite movie Ilya. um i too uh think that they both could have fit on the door follow-up question when are we going to Joe's? I'm not even playing, dude. There is a an, an afternoon game coming up, and we should make that happen. Yeah, I think uh, we'll definitely have to look into it. Ilya, if you're listening, the offer stands. We are ready to go eat a barbecue with you. <laughs> yes, sir. MLS, they announced the 2021 playoff calendar this last week. And it's... Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this plays out because maybe the biggest controversial decision is they're playing conference semifinal games on Thanksgiving afternoon, right at the same time the Dallas Cowboys are playing. I hope sporting's playing on that day because I, yes, anything to get me out of family time. Like yeah. I'm, if your guys's families are anything like mine, then you have divorced parents and they get mad if you spend too much time at the other ones. It's a whole shit show. And I'm like, how cool would it be to be like, sorry, soccer game, Thanksgiving can suck it. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> I'm all into it. dude. I never thought I'd be in my 30s and be like, fuck holidays. All of them. <laughs> Every damn one of them. Well, I mean, it's family time is always tough. So you have no idea. You seen that movie Four Christmases? It's kind of like that. I have it's not. bizarre. So, um, we'll see, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I I think it's bad and it's a money grab. That's what it is. But that's, it's a dumb as hell money grab because the only people who will, like, if you're trying to get casuals to watch this game, which the only reason I can imagine that you're trying to play on Thanksgiving is because you want people, you want to capitalize on, on the day off work. That won't happen. I mean, it's going to air right after a football game. Correct. Like on a station. I, I think I read that. Is because I think, but it'll be like during a game. I, that's why I think the Cowboys are going to be playing literally at that time. And I know people like to make Correct. fun of the Cowboys, but they might actually be good this year. And they're, they're um, America's t- well, they almost America's beat Tom team. Brady. Now you're America's talking team. like a Cowboys fan. Everyone no. almost beats Tom Brady, but then Tom Brady does Tom Brady things. I hate the Cowboys with a fiery passion. Yeah, I do not absolutely. like them, but I think they're going to be good this year. And I just think it's dumb to go up against the NFL when you're Major League Soccer. Like you could have done this, have your games sure. on, on literally have your game on Friday. I don't know. That's black Friday, dude. That's shopping. 
<laughs> have your game on Wednesday night because nobody's going to be doing anything because the next day's a holiday. Bro, that's early shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a dumb idea to have at Thanksgiving. Well, I think they are actually following a game. Like they will follow the noon game. So I still think it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Don't get me wrong. It's dumb. But for my personal reasons, let's go. <laughs> let's go, Sporty. Make that okay. happen. Well, MLS... actually, Let's hope they don't have to make it happen. Let's hope they get that bye as well, we're still creeping up there. You know? It would be for the conference semifinal. So I don't so think that would be. Yeah, okay. they got to play regardless. Maybe past that. Yeah. Um, MLS also announced how the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League spot meant for the mm-hmm. U.S. Open Cup winner uh, will favorable. get allocated. Um, it's basically going to go to uh, the, the highest ranked MLS club that doesn't already, that's not the MLS Cup champions, that's not the Supporter Shield winner, and isn't um, the other conference's regular season winner. All we have to do, because New England's going to run away with the Shield. Mm-hmm. All we have to do to qualify for Champions League, if we don't win MLS Cup, we just got to go for that first round bye in the playoffs. We just Basically. have to finish first in the conference. Boom, Champions League secured. That's mm-hmm. not outside the realm of possibility, dude. And that should give SKC fans great like fire, right? If you finish first in either conference, you're guaranteed a spot no matter what. Because, right. because there's the MLS Cup champion who they get a spot. So that's from one of the two conferences. And then the other conference winner gets a spot. So those are now, two. If then Seattle takes the conference, then we need to go win the cup. <laughs> or if Seattle takes the conference and then wins MLS cup, we could be second and get it. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the, there's just, but then there's just this other one now. So it's the 2021 MLS cup champion, the 2021 MLS supporter shield winner, the other conference championship winner, um, and then just the team with the next best MLS record. So that's why this could get crazy. You could have a second or third place team potentially um, going to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League because there was no U.S. Open Cup. That's true. So, Good point. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I'd love to get back into CCL, man. I know we've been trying to – MLS as a whole has been trying to, to win that damn thing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, U.S. soccer, I mean – I'm not surprised. Technically, that spot should be open to any American soccer club because the U.S. Open Cup isn't just MLS teams, but we all know MLS teams win it every year. So, yeah, kind of sucks for those USL teams, I guess, that really wanted to. And they've gotten, I mean, FC Cincinnati, before they were an MLS team, they got to the U.S. Open Cup semifinals. That, like they had a great USL team. Absolutely. Yeah, it's possible. It's just unlikely. So And they became an MLS team and was like, we're not good. Yeah. Uh, a couple other U.S. soccer notes here. We, we talked about um, b- very briefly at the beginning that there was a U.S. men's national team game, um, four to one over Honduras. There was a little bit of controversy before that game because Weston McKinney got sent back to Italy for violating team protocol. For being a dum-dum. And it sounds like from what we've heard since then that he had a lady friend that he brought into the bubble. There were also rumors that that was a player's sister. I did see that rumor. I haven't heard that substantiated. That no, would be. I'm not going to confirm that here. I'm insane. just saying like that's out there, you know? I mean, here's the, here's the deal. Nashville. I get Nashville. It's the bachelorette party of the capital of the world. Weston yeah. is a young, you know, fetching lad. But he got but in trouble in Italy for this too. He did. And, and Italy, I can, I, I, heard, I forget who said, I don't remember if it was Landon Donovan. It might've been Landon Donovan who said this, the Italy one, you can almost forgive, even though it was irresponsible because of COVID you can almost forgive that you're like you're on lockdown for months on end. And you finally are like, I need some company when you're talking like a week, you can't keep it locked down for a week. Like, come on Weston. And especially what makes it worse is there are rumors and reports that before this happened, he talked to the locker room about the need for them all to be responsible and accountable. And yeah. And like, that's why people are, that much like that's why the team was that much more frustrated by this and that's why it became a thing where he actually excuse me got sent home and why Landon was like this might cause irreparable damage because he just made this all big show of we gotta buckle down and be responsible and then you go out and do this that's interesting and I mean he's 23 years old so he's not a child all right he's an adult making adult decisions big boy but like 
the world we're in right now, dude, if, if those are the rules and those are the guidelines set for you, follow them. It's right. like, if this place requires masks, wear the shit. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why everyone thinks they're above everything. And uh, Weston McKinney is a very big part of this men's national team. So yeah. for, for them to have to lose him like that, and who knows if he comes back, I mean, yeah. where do you go from there? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be tough. We'll see. Just follow um, the rules. Yeah. It's, it's not. Why's everyone got to be like, oh, don't try to take my freedoms. Right. Take my jobs. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but, you know, okay, so Weston goes. U.S. soccer had been a couple of disappointing draws. You know, um, they're going down to Honduras. Basically, they needed a win. And uh, it got off to a real bad start because Honduras scored first in the 27th minute. And that's when I went to sleep. <laughs> and then we go through the whole first half. And I'm like, oh, great. And you start wondering, is Greg Bearhalter's job potentially on the line if things yeah. don't get turned around? It's going to be one of these again. And then 48th minute, Anthony Robinson, former Everton man, scores the... Uh, Calm down. The Calm e- down, Jim. <laughs> what are you doing? Scores the equalizer, uh, assisted by none other than Ricardo Pepe of FC Dallas, who everybody's losing their minds for. And then Ricardo Pepe, 75th minute, in his first cap for the U.S. men's national team, scores the go-ahead and ultimate winner, two-one. Yeah, everyone and then, loves this little skunk, don't they? In the third minute, third or third third goal, eighty-six minute, Ricardo Pepe got another assist to Brendan Aronson, and then Sebastian Legette iced it four-one in the ninety-plus third minute. So everybody's kind of anointing Ricardo Pepe as the next great number nine for the U.S. men's national team. But also, uh, this is a game that should have been that score line. So, like, let's let's wait a bit to start getting to these uh, these conclusions, right? I mean, it's we should have beat Honduras, correct? Agreed, hundred percent. And I think Ricardo Pepe had a fantastic game, and I think yeah. he has every opportunity in the world to be to lock down the number nine position for for uh, the U.S. men's national team because Josh Sargent did not look good. Yeah, he's not great. Uh, Peacock has been okay, but not great. He's doing better for young boys than he is for the U.S. men's yeah. national team. Do you like how Pulisic about got murdered? <laughs> yeah, Pulisic, and he had to sell himself off because he he um, he got hurt and the and uh, his leg got hurt. He tried to yeah. run around, couldn't do it. Subbed himself off. Well, that um, goalkeeper about killed him. Like, well, that he came goalkeeper out and killed his own player. Oh my god! I I I made an audible gasp. When that collision yeah. happened, because Did you make the gasp when he's the goalkeeper stood back up like what? I'm fine. I, I thought he knocked his own player out cold. And I was like, we might have just watched a man die on the field. Yes. Like, but the goalkeeper like lands on his head and yeah. does some like Cirque du Soleil gymnastics and stands back up. And yeah. he's just like, what did I get you, bro? Yes, so. you got him. <laughs> Ballistics like uh, I felt the breeze yeah. of your body. <laughs> And Pulisic's been out for Chelsea since then. I think it was like a 10-day right? period they said where he's going to be out. But Well, that's too bad. If I'm Pepe. Chelsea fans, I'm pissed because you got injured at the national team. Polito much? <laughs> I'm just saying. But Ricardo Pepe, uh, or El Tren, as they call him, the train. Um, what? That's his kind of his nickname in Dallas. How do you say train in Spanish? Isn't it like Tren? I don't really? know. Really? speak Spanish. How, that's how very do close to El Tren. I don't like it. say train in Spanish? This is me Googling. Yeah, Tren, T-R-E-N. That's what I thought. Tren, huh? El Tren. Spanish is really close. We're not that different, you and I. (laughs) We know things. I really like what Pepe brings to this this team. I think people just need to relax and not set him up for failure. He's 18 years old. Right. Let him him develop here and do his thing. Like, he's probably on cloud nine. He'll break COVID protocol next week sometime. It's a whole (laughs) thing. Like, we just got to relax. He's... He had a great game, and he's going to have some real bad games. And I think we just – there are people already to be like, he, he's the striker for the next 15 years for the U.S. men's national team. And it's just like, okay, maybe. Or maybe That's, he's an 18-year-old who had a real good game against Honduras. It's pretty bizarre. Uh, wasn't he – was he thinking about uh, Mexican national team? He was. was he, it was it was between the U.S. and Mexico. And technically – he can't, right? Well – Or he's still good. Technically he can, but it's highly unlikely for a couple of reasons. One – after you score, you know, the, the game winning goal in a, in a World Cup qualifier and you have that sort of reception or whatnot, like the way he was feeling, it'd be really, really 
highly unlikely that he'd suddenly be be like, cool, okay, I'm going to Mexico. But the other thing is after you play in a competitive game, technically if you play, you can play up to three games, I think it is now for a federation in a competitive match and still switch. But as I understand the rule, I might be wrong. And I'm sure someone will tell me if I am, you have to then not play for three years and then you can file for the switch. So he would basically have to give up international soccer for the next three years and then file for a switch to go to Mexico. So he'd miss an entire World Cup cycle. Wow. So he's probably not doing that. No, I wouldn't think so. So, but U.S. are tied for second in the group stage now, five points. Mexico, I think, has seven. I think they're in the lead. Uh, We don't play Mexico until November. You just got to finish top two, right, to to qualify for World Cup? Top three, I think, qualify automatically. Fourth, I think you can, like, you have a play out play in game, I think. Yeah. So, but top three, you qualify. That'd be ideal to get uh, yeah. one of those. Let's just <laughs> let's just pretend it's top two. All right, let's just yeah. make that happen so we don't gotta I mean, worry. It should be U.S. and Mexico one and two in some combination, no matter what. But I think Canada can make a little run too, man. They can, they can. But it's 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 weird now because now there's a little hiatus here, and we come yeah. back in October for some games. Is that right? Yeah, October seventh against uh, Jamaica. Uh, October 10th on the road in Panama, and then October 13th at home against Costa Rica. It's coming way faster than you think. So, yep. And then uh, Mexico at home, uh, November 12th, and then on the road against Jamaica, uh, November 16th. And then we don't come back until the end of January. Okay. We don't play in Mexico for a World Cup qualifier until March 24th of 2022. And that's when the qualifying is going to start wrapping up. Yeah. It's our third to last game. So exciting stuff. Last U.S. soccer bit of news, and this just dropped, uh, and then we'll, we'll let y'all go, is you hear the, the Federation is apparently I- offering identical contracts to the women's and men's national team player associations. I did hear that. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing, right? It's a step forward for sure. Now, what's interesting is this isn't going to co- like stop all of the legal issues because I think the women are still suing for like back pay. Sure. So that'll keep going. But then the other thing that they said is, this is an interesting maneuver, and I am certainly not a lawyer or a CBA expert or whatnot. um, But they said, it says U.S. soccer has once again called upon the players of both players associations to join the federation in finding a way to equalize FIFA World Cup prize money between the U.S. men's national team and U.S. women's national team. U.S. soccer will not agree to any collective bargaining or agreement that does not take the important step of equalizing the FIFA World Cup prize money. So, and then they say U.S. soccer believes that the best way to achieve these important goals is by the women's and men's players associations coming together to negotiate one contract. So they're basically putting it on both of them now to be like, okay, now you guys got to figure it out, not us. And that's just an interesting thing to me. That is kind of interesting. So, because now they get to sort of blame either the men or the women if it doesn't work out and be like, hey, we tried. They didn't want to do it. Right. So, I don't know. Just puts puts both in a weird spot, I guess. But who knows? I'm certainly not a uh, a contract expert, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it at all. But I mean, like, yeah, like you said, it's a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's all I got, man. You got anything else for our good listeners? Dude, I don't. I'm I'm really excited about this game tonight. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what the lineup is. And it should be a very physical match. And if it's totally boring, I'll be very pissed off. <laughs> I think it'll be exciting. I, I There's no way that it's not. Yeah. So um anyway thank y'all so much for listening we appreciate you if you were the one of the people who left us a five-star rating and review thank you if you have not get on it we'll, we'll read your review on on uh, the podcast and we'll give on you a shout air, out live uh if you have not yet checked out hellotushy.com slash no other you can get 10 percent off your hello tushy bidet go do it i'll make your mom feel better and uh go check out our merch store go get some victory pod merch get some no other pod merch we got chief's colors you got the chief's hoodie Chiefs, Chiefs branded hoodie, man. It's pretty cool. So it's lightweight. Yeah. Help you get through the fall. You're going to a game of Arrowhead. Where are your Chiefs colors? No other pod gear. I got a sticker too, man. Yeah. Chiefs sticker, bro. It's pretty cool. So Chief go check sticker. it out. Uh, bitly.com slash no other pod or any of the links in our social bios. Uh, make sure you uh, 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Fuser, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Or shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. But until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Jimmy Lytics. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.